It's time to get away from it all. Does it matter if you say you or y'all? Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Perry Woods, and indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoors show on 1019-941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Quentin and professional fisherman Mike Marfell. My Yo. partner, Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors, is out again this week. As we mentioned last week, Mark is going to be uh, in and out a whole lot for the next couple of months. There's going to be shows like today that he just misses completely. There's going to be times where he's calling in from the road. And there are going to be times when he is able to join us in the studio, but he is um, sling and tackle. It's convention season. It's show season. Fishing show season. Fishing show season. There you go. And uh, selling those eighteen foot long crappie rods. Yeah, which means he is all over the place. He's in uh, Millersburg, Ohio, right now. That's uh, the text that he that we got uh, earlier today, right? Q Millersburg, Ohio. Never heard of it. And uh, that is where there is another fishing show this weekend. That Bluff City Outdoors. Well, if there's a fishing show there, there's good people there, right? That's exactly. I'm I'm assuming that is exactly right. So, uh, lots to talk about today. Q, you're not off the hook. Mike and I both remember that you have a kayak story. I got up early for it. That we hear about. So we're going to get into that. Uh, also, want to talk about uh, this time of year and, uh, you know, weather conditions and fishing and all that. And actually, we can just start right there, Mike, right now. Um, we've seen the weather do a lot of things this week, and it's doing a lot this weekend. You know, some people listen to this show on Saturday mornings. We air this show on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on News Talk STL. We also play it uh, Sundays at noon. So, you know, the difference between one day, especially right now, can be a big difference. So, um, you know, we've seen days that have been in the 40s this week, and we've seen the days, you know, that are, you know, in the single digits or lower. Um for the hardcore guys that do want to get out this time of year, we know that fishing in the cold can be a very uh, productive, yes, <laughs> a very rewarding experience. Um, can also be a very dangerous experience. It can also be a very dangerous experience. That's exactly right because do that not, water is do the, not do it yourself. Yeah, do, yeah, that's a great that's a great point. And it can also be a uh, also can be a non productive experience when we're talking about sub zero levels of uh, temperature and frozen water and things like that. So, how do you navigate this time of year when you do have one day that's in the forties that might be a pretty good day to go fishing, followed by another day that's you know the very next day or maybe the day before yeah. was in the single digits does that uh is it is it is whatever the temperature, temperature is that day have everything to do with it or does it whether i'm gonna go or not okay so but if it's been really cold for several days and then you do have a warm day or go. two you can't okay so i well, didn't know if it was like if there was any hangover from previous weather or if it was really just about that there day's is conditions. there is but if you want to get out there get out there my whole point is if I have a turn, I don't have a choice when I'm fishing a tournament, whether it's above freezing or not. Yeah. But if I'm going fishing, I don't want to deal with my guides freezing shut, my all my lids and latches freezing shut, you know, just dealing with all that. Mm-hmm. The, if the air temperature is above 32 degrees or will be at some point that day, you know, may, may start out at 20, but then I'm going fishing. Yeah. Because 
frozen guides and reels freezing up, that's a pain in the butt. It's just, right. it's, it just is. Well, duh. Yeah, I mean, that's... But if that's, you have a tournament, you don't have much of a choice. That gets to a point, yeah. But, so, and what, the boat ramps are slick when it's a What do they do in turn? Like, what what will call it? And what will Ice. postpone Not it? on the water, but on the ramps. If it's Ice. really, really bad conditions... Gotcha. Uh, like I told you, we had that Toyota tournament. It was frozen solid every morning. You had to break ice to get out to through the main channel. So if you're boat number one, you're breaking ice. Man. Uh, so, but the That's boat incredible. ramps, the boat ramps, if you, the water's not frozen, you're dragging. As long as it keeps moving. You know, we have 150 boats. You're going to keep that. But if you're showing up by yourself on a Tuesday yeah. and somebody just went, that's a tricky situation. Right, you know, right. I mean. How popular are those, are, are these midwinter Deep winter tournaments. Very popular amongst the locals. Guys like me that have to travel to the lake, I don't like. It's all dependent on the weather. Yeah. Because I don't want to travel to and from while it's snowing or icing or sleeting. Or, but the guys that are in the area that don't have to worry about highways or whatever, that's right, a, that are, that's a popular. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because the fishing's great. There's nobody else. When you want to pull the trolling motor and run 15, 20 miles, there's no big boats to worry about. Yeah. And there's not a lot of. You can get on your spots. There's not a lot of people out. Is there a noticeable if if somebody uh, somebody like me who's not a tournament guy who's just an avid fisherman who likes to get out every chance he gets throughout the year, but I've never fished in like a big major tournament before. I've never you know done any of that. Would I be able to just with my eyeballs, other than you wearing a coat and a and a hat and glove or you know whatever? Would I be able? Would there be a difference if I looked at your gear on if we were going fishing in May as opposed to going fishing in January? Yes. What's the what is that? What's the lighter line for starters? Difference. I'm going to use lighter line because I'm going to be fishing slower, uh, lighter baits generally, and I'm going to have an Alabama rig, a jerk bait, and a jig. That's all. That's all I'm going to need for them, and maybe a flat sided crankbait. Something you can work real slow. Yeah. And you want lighter line. I mean, jerk baits in general are lighter lines, somewhere between 10 and 12. You know, I, when I say lighter line, that doesn't include the Alabama rig because right. you're, you're throwing a freaking chandelier. So, I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> it's a fact. You, yeah, so, uh, and you, it costs a lot. Do you lot, know what so. an Alabama rig is, Q? I have no clue. It, it is. It is. So, let throw, me describe it, it to throwing you. a chandelier. So, it's okay. basically a lead head with a tie on it. And then five wires going off of it. Each wire, in most cases, has a spinner on it. And then the back, there is a place to hook a jig head. So you have five. In Missouri, you can only have three hooks. So you have three. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know You have three hooks, the one on your center one, the one on the two bottom ones, and then the two on the top don't have hooks on them. So it looks like a miniature school of shad coming through the water. So So you can catch multiple fish at 100%. And it happens a lot. Uh, and it's just a big, it's the way shad are in the cold water. They're in, they're, they're in a ball, you know? That's crazy. So, I mean, it's. Well, what fish, you're throwing is, look at that, look at that one right there. It's like the circumference of a basketball. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Like what you're actually, okay. the, look at, uh, like that's, that's this big around. So fish seeing your line, quote unquote, is not a thing when they're attacking a school like they think they're attacking a school like in Alabama. What's the purpose of them Missouri outlawing five? I don't know. Well, so you can have five. You can have five five baits, three baits on there. Well, you can have a hundred baits if you wanted, but you can only have three hooks. Well, the standard, the standard Alabama, when I picture the Alabama ring in my head, it's five. It's five. Yeah, it's it's, five. Two top, two bottom, one in the center. But all five had hooks on them in my 
my, daydream. No, not in the state of Missouri. They <laughs> in don't. my mind, my mind is that a is is that a lot? Now that you say that, I remember it, but I had not, and I think I remember it because you've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did not remember that off the top of my head. Is that something that was passed? Because what has it been? Maybe five years that the Alabama. Rig, no, I maybe? think I think it might have been a. I'm not. Don't. I wouldn't put a gun to my head, but I think it was a law before the Alabama rig. Oh, really? So it's not... It's, for, for game fish, you can't have more oh. than three hooks. Was there another... Was there something similar to an Alabama rig at some point in history that was a fad that would have created the need to pass? I just assumed, Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't assumed know. it was a law for, that was created for the Alabama rig because the I, Alabama rig is the first thing that ever started the conversation about it having could be. It could multiple be. hooks. Uh, it could be, but I mean, I've fished a couple different styles, one on the bottom, one on the top that have multiple hooks for years, and that's a Carolina rig. Instead of using a weight, Yeah, I used a three-quarter ounce football jig, put a swivel in the line up to the leader to, the, to a swim bait or a worm or something behind it. So you yeah. got double the opportunity. And then on top, I would take a popping style bait, like a Popeye or a hula popper. Yeah. Uh, take the rear treble hook off, split ring to a yeah. wire to yeah. a walking topwater bait. Yeah. So, I mean, there has been multiple baits before. So it's not, um, this is super interesting um, because, well, when was it? Was it about five years, between five and 10 years COVID ago? COVID made a mess out of all that. So I was going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was Alabama more than, rig I was going to say it's more, I mean, it's hard to remember how long stuff yeah. was. Uh, I'm going to say more like seven. Okay. Because it's been since we've had our show. And not, it's, not this show on this station. It was on the, the other sh- the station. The old show at the old station. We talked about we were, it. I, I right when it happened. being on the air talking about fishing and when that, when the Alabama rig Blew up. On. Now it, that's when it caught on, but it had been used on the tournament trail amongst the pros. Yeah, you always got to remember but it went nuts. all that stuff's been around a couple years before. You, yeah, the average Joe hears about it, but it went nuts. Like yeah. whatever well, year that was, Paul Elias ago. wrecked a tournament on it, and yeah, yeah it went and then nuts. All of a sudden, it was everywhere, and then everybody was mad because he did it on camera. Yeah, and people were complaining: was that should that be illegal? It's to, it's not legal. It is legal. Well, it made it's it okay, look yeah, okay. it made it look like it was just easy. You throw it out there, and they, it's not the case. So my so here's another um, question regarding all this: is it the number? It's is it the number of hooks, or is it the number of baits that are because there i have every i mean i have stick bait crank baits that have three sets of it's the number hooks. of baits with a hook okay gotcha you know what i'm saying yes. yeah because yeah a, a jerk bait's because got nine only, hooks on it technically yeah. it's three treble hooks yeah right well yeah it's three treble hooks exactly yeah so it, that was technically nine hooks but yeah. you know it's three baits with some sort of hooking with apparatus. some sort of hook on it. Yeah. Gotcha. And the reason you want, back to where we started, the reason you want heavy line, because that whole rig's pretty expensive if you could, yeah, you yeah. know. And if you got heavy enough line, you use a slight enough gauge hook, you can get her back by just straightening one hook out and replacing that jig. Yeah. Oh, I can't even, I've never, I've I've cast an Alabama rig a handful of times. I've never. Got to have the right gear. Gotta I've be never big. seriously fished with it. Yeah. Because I'm already, like, my OCD, I'm already trying to be, like, Mr. Precise. Like, throw right on the, you know, right at the shoreline, right, right. In between two rocks. or right Oh, it's the, a big right double-handed. Right at the base of a tree or something. I'd yeah. be getting that thing hung up. I've heard her bounce off the roof many a dock. 90% of the time. I mean, I'd be getting it hooked on everything. <laughs> you can I'd imagine, Tony, you're back in the cove at Lake of the Ozarks early in the morning, in the wintertime, nice and quiet, nobody's around. And that thing comes crashing down on the roof of a dock. Everybody in that cove hears it. Dude, I can't even. Yeah, I would be. I would be all over the place with that. Yeah, the, boom, oh, bang. Boom. Well, you've yeah. been. I'm sure you've probably been at the lake when it hails. It's a oh, little yeah. noisy. Well, I've and I've smacked a, 
I've smacked a lure on the top of a dock too. Yeah. Oh, we all have <laughs> on a bad cast. We or all have a windy day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know I know that sound well. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is interesting to me because I I, I seem to remember I I like in my mind like I said whenever that blew up, I I, I never remember there being a limit on the hooks. Uh, there's not in every on state. Each one. Some states you can have you can. There's been Alabama rigs, Tony. They had five, four, yeah. three. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. chandelier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally not necessary in my opinion. But so, and it's not. You can just go out and catch them. You, right. you still have to be where the fish are. I mean, it's right, right. And there's times yeah. of the year it's really good, like now and when they're schooled up. But it's like you don't just go throw it and you catch fish. Yeah. I remember the first big bass bash. After the Alabama rig, I came back and my buddy Greg was like, man, it was crowded out there. I was like, I felt I needed a freaking helmet. There's so many people throwing Alabama rigs. Like, you'd see three guys in a little bass boat that have never thrown oh an Alabama God. rig, but they were told that's how you catch big ones. Oh, my God. And they're all, one time, Tony, I seen three Talk boats. Talk firing a hole. I seen three boats in the yeah, back of a, a little swivel. back of a little bitty cove that was no more than four feet deep, and all of them were throwing Alabama rigs. I'm sure those bass were freaking out with this, this Alabama rigs raining from the sky. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like that reminds me of that reminds me of fishing. There's uh, you know, plenty of there's plenty of like Lake of the Ozarks. There's there's golf courses along the lake there, and there's you know there's golf holes that yep. go over a little portion of the cove and you know you can fish in that cove while guys are golfing and yep. you'll look up sometimes and you'll see guys teeing off on a par three that goes over a little part and you're thinking to yourself you see them up there and you're like oh we're good these guys are you know like these guys they know what they're yeah. doing they're gonna drop it on and then you see another group up there and you're like somebody, look out. somebody keep your eyes on these guys the whole time those plaid pants look new come the grenades just boom, boom. Like, yeah. These guys know what they're doing. I got two or three coves at the fire. lake that I golf too. So I got two or three coves at the lake in the summertime or in the yeah. warmer water. Yeah, I'll get out and wade. Have a golf ball landing right yeah. next to your boat. Well, yeah, I just put the I just put the talons down and jump out and wade around and pick me up some golf balls. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you want this one back? Yeah. Uh, it, back to that original question. Um, didn't even mean to go this far, but this is the beauty of this show because I love having these conversations, especially on like this time of year. We can get deeper into some of these these, these conversations and. You know, really get, you know, talk out preparing and, you know, what to do and what to expect. Um, I, I was a little surprised when you said lighter line in the winter because I, I, I was thinking that if there's a chance of ice, you might want to have a stronger, yeah. line, like getting your line cut on the ice. But yeah, that's, that's probably. That would like, be an equation for, I mean, in the, you would factor that in. Yeah. But you can't get too light or, you know, for me, 10 pound is as maybe eight pound is as light as I ever go. Yeah. Uh, but it's all—it's all the rate of the way the bait falls. If you got thick line on with a lighter bait, it makes it pendulum more back towards you instead of stru- dropping straight down. Yep. The line is dragging it down. It just doesn't look right. Yeah, you know, crank baits will get deeper and act more natural on a lighter line than they will a heavy line. Yeah, in the summertime, you're moving it fast. None of that really matters. That is Mike Marfell. He is in studio with us today. My buddy Mark McMurray is on the fishing show circuit, so he is not in studio with us. I'm we, faux Mark. We're gonna, yeah, there you go. Uh, we are going to continue the conversation. We're going to hear Q's kayak story and more as we go through another edition of the Bluff City Outdoors show here on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. 
This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Fiddle or violin? It's a violin. If you get your shoes on, it's a fiddle if they're off, baby. <laughs> I, you know what? I've heard various explanations. I've never heard that one, and I think that's my favorite. Yep. My daughter played violin. So did mine, but she took her shoes off. Level. She was fiddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played uh, the in college at the uh, orchestra in the orchestra at uh, Missouri State before she moved down to Packed Florida. Packed it off to Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, violin's my favorite instrument. By the way, next to the guitar, it's a close, close call. You know, what? I can't play it. I yeah. can play the guitar, but the violin is very difficult. Violin, guitar, and piano. Mm. The piano is just so versatile. Yeah, you can just do so many things. Drummers I mean, that sing freak one me of the, out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You ever seen the stand-up drum kit? No. So. Uh, the band Cowboy Mouth comes to okay. mind because I that was a big 90s alternative sure, yeah, band yeah. where the lead singer was the drummer. And he had a stand-up drum kit. So he would stand. The mic would be a normal, you know, on the normal mic stand up, you know. Right. Standing height. height. Standing height. And he would, he still had the kick, you know, he still had the bass drum, kick pedals down at the bottom. And every, but he everything was set up for him to be standing, and and there was wow. I've seen him. I've seen a few others use it o- over the years. But it's a it's a it's a it's a weird thing to look at. Yeah, well, doing the <laughs> like rhythm and singing melody together. Do, yeah, when you see somebody do it, playing drums that way, it's like whoa, that doesn't look right. Um, but then you get it, you understand it when they're singing yeah. and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because it is harder to sing sitting down than it is standing up. For sure, um, for sure. So but I think it would be, be harder to play drums standing up than sitting down. Yeah. Too. I, yeah, I guess once you get used to it, I mean, it's a funky looking thing. Yeah, well, Kinda like the Alabama rig, it's a funky looking thing. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but man, the whole melody while you're playing the rhythm is just—that's <clears throat> talking about you know patting your head and rubbing your belly. That's right. the ultimate in doing that. You yeah. Know? Yep, and guys that do it well are impressive. I'm yeah. what's the what's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, is it Ginger Baker that does it? Sings? No, the guy from the, uh, the band. Uh, God, what oh, can I yeah. think of his name? Man, we need some of the classic rock guys in here. Yeah, we'll have to ask Vic. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but you're exactly. I'm right. terrible with names, but the guy from the band, Le- Levon Helm. You're exactly right. Is that right? You're gonna say it, and I'm not gonna know. So. I'm not either. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we all don't have a device in our hand. I can yeah. figure it out. But <laughs> exactly. it's the outdoor show. But. <laughs> Hey, speaking of great music, I'm going to take advantage of this. Oh, there you uh, go. Look at me making a segue. I'm almost professional now. Yeah, I'm going to take advantage of this and promote that this coming weekend, we are going to be playing a show, my band, which is myself and Katie Fitzpatrick and Perry Woods, who you hear every, every week on the show. He is the person that uh, wrote perform our uh, our opening here to the Bluff City Outdoors show. Uh, we have a band. It's called Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine. That's real. Q. Uh, and uh, we are playing a show with our buddy Mark Close, speaking of the classic rock guys. Mark Close from KC95. His band is Close's Quarters. And our buddy Lenny Mink. Uh, all three of us will be performing that night. It's going to be an absolute blast. If you are fans of News Talk STL, You've got to come out and see Katie Fitzpatrick sing because she is 
freaking incredible. She's the lead singer of our band. Um, you can go to the bathroom. I only sing a couple of songs. That's a perfect time to go to the bar and get a drink <laughs> or go to the bathroom. And Katie will be uh, entertaining you the rest of the time. Uh, our band, too, Perry Woods, uh, Alonzo Tilton, uh, our band is just phenomenal. And these guys are the best of the best when it comes to St. Louis musicians. Perry's worth and, the price of admission. Oh, a- amen to that. And uh, so it's going to be this coming Saturday night, January 27th at Westport Playhouse. Tickets are just $15 a piece, and all the proceeds go to Thrive STL, go to Thrive St. Louis. So you are supporting local music. You're coming out for a super fun night, super just party atmosphere throughout. Uh, We've got some special guests. We've got some great surprises planned and then just tons of great music for you. And it all goes to a great cause. 100% of the proceeds go to Thrive St. Louis. And that is thanks to our sponsors, Gutter Pros and Weber Chevrolet. Without the support that Gutter Pros and Weber Chevrolet gives us, we wouldn't be able to to, uh, give all the proceeds to Thrive St. Louis. And, you know, those organizations, Weber Chevrolet especially, has been helping out the local area, local music scene, uh, the community in general for such a long time. They've been in business in St. Louis for over 120 years. I mean, that is just absolutely That's incredible. staggering. Yeah, and I have personally seen, you know, I, I, I work with a lot of, of different bands and musicians uh, in the local uh, in the local music scene, and Weber Chevrolet has stepped up to the plate so many times to support the local music and the community. So can't thank them enough. Can't thank the guys at Gutter Pros enough. Uh, same thing for them. You know, just going above and beyond to support the local community and uh, give us a chance to bring this great show to you uh, and make all the proceeds available to Thrive St. Louis. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Tickets are available now at the Westport Playhouse website. Uh, I also have it linked um, at the top, pinned to the top of my Twitter, at Tony Colombo Talk. So you can get them off of, you can just go to my Twitter and click on the link there. Just go to westportplay.com, get your tickets there, and come and join us for an awesome night. Will there be any singing drummers this close sing? There will not be any. Well, you know what? Um, uh, Lonzo does not lead sing anything, but Alonzo. A little harmony from the drum kit? Some harmony. He hits those high notes, That counts. That counts. He hits those, ah, like he hits those notes. He's there for you. He's got you. I was correct too. It's Levon Helm, and how there did we not miss Dave Grohl? Oh yeah, but does he sing and drum at the same time? Oh yeah. Oh he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Phil Collins. Same thing. Yeah. Don Henley, Ringo Starr, but his singing sucks in yeah. my opinion. Taylor Hawkins from uh, uh, Grohl's band. God dang, what, I'm horrible with. Yeah. He, well, he's with Foo Fighters. Uh, Foo Fighters. But yeah. He, he's in, he he's was di- with. He's left us now, but yeah, yeah he, was, he sang too. Yeah, and he was in another band too, I think, before the Foo Fighters. Right. Anyway. And then people don't realize Karen Carpenter of the Carpenters used to play the drums and sing before they brought her out front. There you go. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. So maybe we can get close to singing. Those drummers, man, they're legit. The drummers are, if you, you can they all, get overlooked dude, too much. If you can, I've played in bands, you can't. You can hide a guitar player. You can hide a singer. You, if you have a shitty rhythm section, it's game over from the start. We have to. Um, we 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 rely on um, Alonzo. Like you said, Perry Woods is worth the price of admission. He and is. He is. He is. He is the best guitar player. I've never seen a better guitar player 
in person, and I've seen a lot of world-famous guitarists. Right. When people ask person. me who's the best guitar player, I'll say you don't know his name. He can hang with, every, he can hang with every single one of them. Uh, he is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And at band practice, at rehearsal, even he will default to our drummer, Alonzo. Like, they're, like sure. if, we're, if we're working out sure. some kind of bridge or working out some kind of transition or whatever. like Stevie Ray Vaughan is not Alonzo, Stevie Ray Vaughan the, without yeah, double drummer, trouble. Our drummer is the one who makes those decisions. I mean, you watch Stevie Ray Vaughan like, live at the El Macombo. He is not Stevie Ray Vaughan if not for double trouble to be able to bring everything up and down. Same way with Jimi Hendrix. Isn't Jimi Hendrix without the experience? Yeah. It's just, I mean, if you have, especially in a three-piece band. If your yeah. drummer sucks, it's nobody. Everybody's leaving. Yep. You know, it's it's horrible. So um, come and join us. It's going to be an absolute blast. Again, it is this coming Saturday, January 27th, Westport Playhouse. Tickets are on sale now at the Westport Playhouse website. Again, I've got the link pinned at the top of my Twitter, at Tony Colombo Talk. So come out and join us. All right, Q, you're up, Daddy. So my last friend. week we were – how did this even happen? We were just talking about, like – He's talking about you, dra- you and Perry dragging people oh, yeah. along behind you, uh, yeah, the dragging most, the kayak the behind most you. Hoosier, <laughs> yeah, the most Hoosier fishing setup of all time when we used to tie my friend's kayak to the back of my John boat, which was already like already we got a we already we got a rope tied to the back of a John boat pulling a kayak around Spanish Lake or you know wherever we're we're fishing at. Uh, but also, this John boat was the most road hard, put away wet boat you've ever seen it was it was 50 years old full of holes had been spray painted a million times i mean we were we were a sight to see so i'm telling that story about kayaks last uh week and q who barely ever even talks on the show and does not have any like fishing stories of from his past uh to 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 share with us actually has a kayak story so we're like well we gotta hear it so um, so what happened? So, you were on the water? And no, what? yeah, so we were camping, my whole family. So you guys familiar with Eminence, Missouri? Yes, yeah. Um, yes. So, yes, yeah, so we were camping down there, and I forgot the creek that we were staying on, but it's right there. Okay. Um, it's, like, called Current River. Current River. Current River. Okay, yeah. All right, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clear. Yes, yeah. it's it's gorgeous. One yes. of those great Missouri, like, Merrimack, Big yes. River, Jack's yep. Fork. And they they strap a beer around emerges. your neck at 8 a.m. Yes. Rivers, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> merges into Jack Fork. <laughs> So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it does. You know? uh, yeah. So we had, I guess, a trip planned. My dad, my little sister, little brother, myself, um, never gone camp, not, not camping, never gone in a canoe, never been in a kayak. Uh, so my dad schedules a trip in canoes, and they gave me a kayak. You know, so it's my dad and my little sister, who's about 12, 13 at the yeah. time, and then my mom and my little brother, who's like three years old. All right, in a canoe. So it's those two in a canoe. And you're alone. And I'm kayak. alone in the kayak, which perfect, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to put on the life vest first. You know, yeah. they go safety through the first. whole safety f- things. And and then I found out how long the trip was. Um, well, we all found out. My dad pre-purchased everything. Well, he purchased a 30 mile, you know, adventure. So okay. we're going on this thing for 30 miles. That's never cool. been in a canoe. Never yeah. been in a kayak. Which sounds amazing. Sounds great. Um. So we get on the water. <laughs> I have it's a my, long way, Q. It's a long <laughs> And it gets even longer. It was a long way. I had, you know, they, they made us put on the shoes, you know, get shoes on right. you okay. know, and everything. So like the waiters. It, like to, yeah. if, you, if you fall out, you know, you're not stepping on. Sticks, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, as soon as I get in, I have the utmost confidence in myself. Of course, my jacket comes off. Yeah. You know, shoes come off. I'm yeah. comfortable. I was able, I'm at, good. you know, about five minutes in, I got the hang of it. You know, I have the double 
the yeah, kayak paddles. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the kayak uh-huh. paddles. And, uh-huh. you know, my dad and, you know, my mom and them, they have the canoe paddles. Yep. Well, my mom and my little brother, my little brother's only three years old. He can't canoe. No, he can't man. paddle. He's just sitting in the middle. He's just sitting. So it's my mom just with one, you know, yeah. with one rower. So about five minutes in, um, she asked me for mine. And, you know, it's like, please, can you just give it to me? You know, it's just because I can't do this with, with your little brother. All right, fine. Here, so now I have this one paddle. Uh-huh. Going. That's not for a kayak. Exactly. For <laughs> approximately 29 and a half miles. So we are, <laughs> so I, I got to get the hang of this. Um, and so I'm not afraid of the water by any means. Right. You know, I, I know how to swim. I know how to do everything. Got to get pretty deep before it gets over your head to begin well, with. Now, yeah. now that's the, where my fear comes in. I'm and one of the guy. things about those beautiful lakes, those beautiful little rivers in Missouri is uh, good and bad. You, They're clear as, they're crystal clear crystal so you clear. can see everything exactly. going on yeah. down there. Which, and sometimes you don't need to see everything that's going on. I'm, I'm a tall Especially guy. how deep it is. You know, and so the the the, the water, I, as, as long as it doesn't go above my head, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. okay. So yeah. whatever. So the first bend comes in, um, and my dad and my mom and them, they go one side. So I'm like, hey, you know, this is my chance. I'm, I'm a little giddy here. I go around the other side. The other side has all these hanging branches and everything. And so I get to dodging out the way of one of them and mm-hmm. i completely tip over of course nobody can see me so now i'm by myself when i first tip over i have one canoe do you say you're way ahead or way behind i'm we well at this point now i get behind because okay, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get in so so nobody's going to even run into you eventually nobody's running get into up, me you got to get up and get nobody back sees up. me nobody right, right. even knows i'm yeah. in distress yep. so yep. um i get down the first thing you know now now i i don't panic but instantly you, you know i'm I need oh, to get yeah. back yeah. up. It's not Turn a good, it over. No, it's, it's not a good. fun thing. You know, it's not a good fun. thing. No. The only thing going through my head are snakes in the water. Yeah, and um, there are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have the shoes on. So I am scrambling <laughs> to get back up, pushing off, and I'm my feet are just digging into sticks. And rocks. The, oh, yeah. my gosh. My yeah, feet yeah. were killing me. So uh-huh. I, again, my first time in a kayak, never, nobody taught me how to get Board back it. on after yeah. you tip over. So i going in circles for a couple times. <laughs> Um, like get back on top and flips right back flips over. Right back over. Back down, flips right back flips over. right back over. And my feet are killing me, and I'm just worried. All these hanging branches, I'm seeing swivels in the water. It's not fun. Um, so oh, I finally yeah. get back in. By the time I come That's up. That's something alive, making those swivels. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, I'm like, it's in the past That's now. Uh, so by the time I actually rejoin the, the current river, um, <laughs> mom, dad, everybody. They're, they're, they're down up there. Ways. Yeah, they're up there. Uh-huh. Uh, so eventually, we, I catch up about 15 miles in. Um, only halfway home. Only Q. halfway. Um, <laughs> the next the next part comes where... We're halfway done and we're three days in. Uh, my my dad and my little <laughs> sister just left us. Just They they proceeded to leave and <laughs> didn't look back. So I'm staying with my mom because she's 15 miles with this one yeah. kayak paddle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it's tough. So we go over some really... Um, shallow waters to where her canoe is. Gotta even, drag it exactly. So mm-hmm. getting out, dragging that. Um, Did you put your shoes kayak. back on at this point? Yeah, I hope you put your shoes. Well, where were the shoes? Shoes were in the canoe with my mom. Oh, okay, oh. they weren't everything. at the bottom of the river. Exactly. That's good. That's good. Oh no! What was at the bottom of the river? No, no, no. One shoe was. Oh, I had no. two shoes. I was able to pick up one shoe. That's where my other shoe was. So that's another part. <laughs> I couldn't get the other shoe. There was no getting it. It was done. It was, no, it was yeah, done yeah, for. It's gone. So it's now gone. I'm, I have it's one gone. shoe the whole time. So cool. Oh, dragging, dragging a this, canoe. Dragging this canoe. With only one shoe on is a, a bad kayak. deal. No, no, that's not good. Um, that's but not good. That, that that's part, a lot of sharp rocks. But then at the very end, 
not two miles to the very end. Uh-huh. Um, the the current is is rapid. Yeah, I mean it gets doing it some white water rafting. Up. Here we go. All right, so I'm now ahead of everybody. I guess my you know yeah. Dad, sister stopped off on the side. They're just waiting for us to catch up. We caught up. They decided to canoe together. There are two canoes rolling down, and I just went ahead on. I flipped back over. Um, I got back up, but when I was getting up, like the current was taking my kayak because yeah. I'm barely able to really hold on. So now I'm digging my feet into the rushes to hold on to stop the kayak. And oh, man. Killing my feet. So uh. I try to walk off to the side while fighting the current with my kayak in my hand. And so I'm now I'm waiting for them to try to let them know, like, hey, <laughs> watch out. I see my uh, mom and my little brother's yeah. ca- canoe just flip. There it goes. There the canoe goes, and this is when the current starts to pick up. So they're back there walking. The Here. canoe is coming down. Like a missile. So I'm just like, okay, throw the <laughs> kayak to the side. I'm literally in front of this canoe setting myself up as it's rolling at me. I didn't realize how big this thing was. Oh, well, yeah. It got up to me. It's a big um, torpedo. Ran me over. <laughs> <laughs> that thing cleaned me out. I am tumbling underneath of it. I hold on for dear life for one, one of them. Um, I got one Isn't side. Fun. It, it is a great this fun was outdoor this activity. Was amazing. Thirty. <laughs> Just a family you know, day out on the river. It really is though. Lots of lessons have been learned on this. Trip. Yeah, there has been. Keep the <laughs> shoes on was number one. That was yeah. life jacket number two. <laughs> my little brother, three years old. Ah, my mom. Don't go thirty miles when you've never done anything before. No, you might want to start, start slow. Start at the five k. <laughs> my my mom. You know, so she's holding. She's trying to drag it, my little brother through. And, sure. And I guess just like come on. Well, Aiden slips, falls, and now he's coming down at me <laughs> while I have this canoe. I have this canoe in one, and I have my little brother coming at me that I have to save. And. <laughs> You got to decide. What is it going to yeah, be, the canoe gonna, or the brother? No, I held them both. I was literally, <laughs> I was like one Superman. of those. Yes. Until I had, we had a passer, some other group, come by, get off, ditch their stuff, and come help me out. <laughs> I said never again. <laughs> I bet you did. It's so awesome. <laughs> river. Um, had, a, had, a, had a great time, though. Yeah. I, I loved every bit of it, regardless. Snakes are flying by you that whole time, too. Snakes flying by, just, yeah. Don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, for real, thirty miles. That's the whole day. Was it was four oh, yeah. hours? It was at least your dad day. didn't go upstream. I mean, yeah. you got that oh, going yeah, for you. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't no, make it. Wouldn't, you no. wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, you know, yeah. Tony. It's funny with saying this. I've I worked as a canoe guide when I was younger up in the Boundary Waters in Canada. Yeah. yeah. And I I've canoed the rivers before. Uh huh. But listening to this story the whole time, I was biting my tongue, wanting to say, I didn't know the different strokes of a paddle either. Yeah. Until I was rooming with a guy who grew, was born and raised yeah. up there. Yeah. Do you know the different like J strokes? I, I actually am like, really, b- believe it or not, I am actually a really good canoe slash kayak because I grew up going to the Jack's Fork River, uh, and and there was a there's a there's a little log cabin type resort down there that um, is owned by the Missouri State Teachers Association. My grandparents were teachers. My right. grandpa was a principal. You know, like anyway. So I spent a lot of time in canoes, learning, learning how to canoe, learning how to fish, yes. taking those type of trips. So yeah. the difference in, in a place like the Boundary Waters is you're on lakes and stuff. There's no yeah. current helping you, yeah. And it could be a wind well, in current your. Current doesn't always help you. Sometimes it hurts. No, you. but it, it doesn't hurt you like a thirty mile an hour wind in your face, and no, you, that's you're true. you only got one direction you can go, yeah. And you got eight days worth of food. You can't turn this canoe. No, mm. no, no, you can't. And it's not It's glacier lakes. The ice just came off in May. You know. Yeah. And you're in late May, so it's cold if yeah. you get in. 
So I learned all the different strokes. Yeah. If I could have spent five minutes with your mom, she could have kept her paddle because you just do the J stroke and you can paddle on one side because it keeps the canoe straight. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And yep. then you switch to the other side and do the J stroke the opposite direction. You yep. don't have to keep going yeah, back, and go back and forth. Yeah. That's the reason you go back and forth with a kayak because it's awkward to not have the kayak. Yeah. Paddle. Or you could be out. You so could be out there and the, you know, like five uh, minutes with somebody would have saved the whole mm. thirty miles would have been better. You could be trying to navigate something, uh, you know, a little bit of current uh, in some deep water at one point, and then have your teenage daughter decide. She's going to stand up and lean over because she wants to see something outside. Yeah, like, yeah, that that, that doesn't make for a good canoe trip. Either. No, <laughs> yeah, the boundary waters will. Yeah, I bet. I I bet. bet. It's 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 fun. Everybody should do it. It was worth it. Uh, what a great story. We're going to take you out this year, this summer, this spring. We're going to go fishing, maybe even get on a boat, and we're going to have a much different experience. Yes, I it'll be it'll be great. All right, we are going to bring you an abbreviated version of the fishing report and uh, have a little more talk, a little more discussion next on the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 101.9941 News Talk STL. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Sometimes you do a whole show at break. Oh, <laughs> we should we should record the breaks. Yeah, well, we should and make that a separate podcast. It all exactly. springboarded off yeah. of our com- of uh, uh, Q's trip. Yeah, it did. It all springboarded off. Uh, Next thing Q's we were caving and all kinds of stuff. Trip. If you missed any of that, or you just want to make sure you never miss any of the great conversations, stories, interviews that we do here on the Bluff City Outdoors show. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We put this show out as a podcast shortly after we get off the air each and every week. And you can find it on basically every podcast platform. So whatever one is your favorite, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, we are on all of them. Uh, just make sure you're subscribed to the Bluff City Outdoors show. Uh, of course, you know, it's uh, it's the dead of winter. So this might be a time of year where you are restocking the tackle box or, uh, you know, repairing your gear or buying new gear, whatever. Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, Illinois, open every single day for you. About a mile east of Fast Eddie's there on Broadway in Alton. Bluff City Outdoors is the place to go, whether you're going fishing or you're going hunting or doing any trapping. of these, trapping, doing any of the great outdoor activities. Bluff City Outdoor has got everything you need for that trip. Um, you should be following Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook because Mark does a lot of, of cool uh, giveaways and exclusive offers for people that are following Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook. So definitely something you want to check out. And, of course, you can go to their website also, bluffcityoutdoors.com. But uh, the place to go before your next trip into the great outdoors, Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, Illinois. Also want to remind you uh, about our great sponsor. Speaking of great outdoor activities, grilling. Next time you are barbecuing, make sure you have a bag of Rockwood Lump Charcoal with you. Rockwood Lump Charcoal has been rated the number one consumer-ranked charcoal in the country nine years running. Missouri is the number one charcoal maker in the country, so you're supporting local industry, plus you are supporting a small, local, family-owned business in Rockwood Charcoal. Rockwood Charcoal is available at over 100 area stores, and it's just a superior product. If you're used to the traditional briquettes, 
you'll use Rockwood Lump Charcoal one time and you will never want to go back because uh, it's not full of filler and extra chemicals that just are a waste, uh, which means the 25-pound bag of Rockwood Charcoal goes a whole lot further than a 25-pound bag of the of the briquettes, um, and it burns faster, it burns hotter, it burns cleaner, it gives you more control of your grilling experience. It's just a, a superior experience in every uh, level, and again, it is available at over 100 area stores. Find the closest store that carries Rockwood Lump Charcoal to you by going to rockwoodcharcoal.com. You can also pick up some great grilling tips and tricks all there on the website. All right. Um, we have a abbreviated version this time of year. You know, it's a, it's a tricky time to be out there. It is a great time to be out on the water if you are looking to catch the big fish. We always go talk big. about, you know, yeah, you can go big this time of year. But, uh, you know, it is, it, it's also dangerous. It comes with some extra concerns with these uh, sub-zero freezing temperatures in some areas, so uh, be careful out there, and if people are going to be getting out on the water, what are the some of the things to be um, uh, looking for, to be advised of, and uh, some some tips on, on how you can make it a successful trip? Well, I'm going to say, we talked about it a little bit before this, it's the Alabama rig. If you're fishing for bass, it's the Alabama rig, the jerk bait, the jig, flat-sided crankbait. That's really all you need. We talked about it last week. Uh, south-facing the north sides of the banks where they get some more sun. But I'd like to say, if you're going to try it, if you're new to this getting out when it's cold, A, we mentioned it before, don't go alone. Yeah, definitely not. Take an extra set of clothes in a dry bag with a towel, because if you fall in with these temperatures, you might not make it back if you're soaking wet. But if you can towel off and put a fresh set of clothes on, you can probably Hugh's get back. Still a mess from losing his shoes. And, yeah, you know that yeah. happened, and that happened when it was nice and sunny outside. Right, yeah. right. Forget As about a souvenir. That. And if, <laughs> yeah, everybody finds it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blue so size. I mean, anybody survive. in the current river Blue finds a ten-year-old yeah. <laughs> pair of shoes. I, so yeah, contact it's, us here at the Bluff City Outdoor Show <laughs> and keep that life jacket on even when you're fishing this time of year. Yeah, honestly, sure. if you fall in with that many clothes on, good luck swimming. Uh huh. You know, yeah, yep. we just lost two seals off the coast of uh, Somalia because you fall in with that kid on, mm-hmm. you ain't swimming. And yep. If you're a Navy SEAL and you're that good in the water, but you don't have fins on, yep. you're done. I'm yep. pretty sure nobody fishes with fins, so right. it's hard yeah. to run the trolling motor with a fin on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah just point. be careful out there, man. Keep that. I wear my, you know, they make the suspender style. Keep that thing on mm-hmm. when you're out there fishing this mm-hmm. time of year. I've said it on this show before. If you don't believe me. Put everything you would need to be warm out fishing in the elements when it's 30 degrees. Put it on in July and have somebody around in case you can't make it and jump in a pool and see if you can make it back up off yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Because you're going to become another 150 pounds more than you weigh when you go in the water yeah. with all those clothes on. You know, I was actually thinking of that when, when Cuba, you were telling that story in the last segment about, uh, you know, putting on shoes and, like, getting prepared to go out there. It's thinking about waders. And we, you know. You have story. those dudes fill up. Yikes. Yeah, you have people that are. that wear, how duck hunters drown every year. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. wear those waders and then they get in water that's deeper than they expected. And comes over the top. comes over the top and now they are stuck, literally stuck. And they 
drown, like you said, yeah. if you're not if you're not careful. Yeah. And, and that's you know the equipment is you're using the, the equipment's backfiring on you at that point because you're not using it properly. Right. Well, and, take a down coat and soak it in water and see how much it weighs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's such a it's such a great point because um, we want you to come back and fish again. Cause, yeah. I mean, because we want to hear your stories, we want to see the pictures, and we want you to have a great time out there on the water. And you can have a great time all through the winter. Uh, until just it make gets sure, hard, right? yeah. Just until the water's hard. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, until the water's frozen, you you can you can catch big fish, and uh, we want you to have a great experience out there. So make sure you're doing all the things to keep yourself safe. And we'll be here for you each and every week, all year long, on the Bluff City Outdoors Show. I just talked about the Bluff City Outdoors uh, Show podcast. I also, want to remind folks of the Ten Horse. Oh Monday yeah, go. It's the perfect time of year to watch the Ten Horse Monday. Yeah. yeah, he's got some great new content out, and I think he pretty. Pretty much committed to fishing the Anglers in Action team with me next year. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, and then, uh, of course, he's got some great stuff out there right now on wintertime fishing that you can go check out. Tons of great, great content. You can catch up on the backlog. You can check out the new content. Uh, One of the best, if not the best, fishing YouTube. And it's all local. There is, yeah. It's these local lakes, Southern Illinois lakes. uh, Gabe Montgomery, who is one of our, um, one of the contributors to our weekly fishing report here on the Bluff Sea Outdoor Show. He runs that channel. Gabe does a great job. Ten Horse Monty YouTube channel. So make your make sure you're subscribed to the Ten Horse Monty. And on Tuesday nights, see a lot of Mike on that. The Monday night. The Tuesday Night Live, the live stream yep. where he's interviewing uh, top pros yep, and people in the industry, and you can ask questions. See a whole lot of Mike on that channel yep. as well. And then, of course, uh, as I mentioned, be subscribed to the Bluff City Outdoor Show podcast. And uh, you subscribe to those two things, the Ten Horse Monty YouTube channel and the Bluff City Outdoor Show You're podcast. Covered. We got you covered top to bottom with everything you need to know about your next trip into the great outdoors. How to keep your shoes on when you're canoeing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, my buddy Mark my, uh, Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, uh, is on the road. We'll see if he's back with us next week, but I promise you we will be here. And uh, for producer Quentin and Mike Marfell, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Bluff City Outdoors show here on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL.